Hi, this is Sam Chamberlain, and welcome to Things to Ponder, the sermon podcast from St. Mary's United Church of Christ in Silver Run, Maryland. Follow along with St. Mary's at stmarysucc.org or on Facebook and Instagram. Wishing you peace and good, my friends. Today I want to talk about Bible school, but because I want to do that, I actually want to make an announcement in the middle of church that Bible school is right around the corner. All right, and so we are going to be doing this year, and this worries me a little bit, seeing as I was born in the 80s. I know, don't judge me, don't tell me how young I am. Just, but we're doing an 80s-themed Bible school. Like, I'm finally getting to 40, and now that can finally be a Bible school theme. So that's what we're going to do. So this year, we are celebrating and observing totally 80s vacation Bible school, and it's going to be online with a couple of in-person opportunities. And so that is going to begin a week from today. And so if you haven't had the chance to sign up, you are not too late to do that. We invite you to sign up. And it's a four-day curriculum that you can do whenever. You can do it in, in four days right at the beginning. You can do it one day a week. However you get it done between July 18th and August 15th, we, are very, we would be very grateful to have you join along in that. If you want to participate in that, you can register with the church office. Go to the website. Uh, all the information is there. And then furthermore, next Sunday... Next Sunday, July the 18th, from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, we are going to be having our ice cream social to kick off Bible school. And that is open for everyone, going to be outside in the pavilion. Lord willing, the heat will stay down and the enthusiasm will stay high. And so, and we especially invite our Bible schoolers to come. We'll be distributing resources so that you don't have to go collecting up all the stuff you need for Bible school. It's going to be packed, ready for you. But everybody else, just come out and have a really good time. And so we're excited about Bible school, excited that we finally come to this point in, uh, in the summer where we can do that. And so it's particularly about Bible school I want to talk about this morning. Bible school has changed a lot, like a lot, a lot over the years. I remember my first couple of years at Bible school, and I want to say my earliest memory probably was about seven, eight years old. So I was, I was younger than my own kids at this time, and at that time it still was the 80s. All right, and so there was a certain way that Bible school kind of went down and unfolded. And I wonder if you all maybe did it the same way back in the day. I don't know how this stuff works. So maybe this was your experience, maybe it wasn't. But as I remember it, we would line everybody up outside, we would parade everybody into the sanctuary, we'd have some introductory words, we'd say a pledge or two, and then we'd have this experience of Christ and his resurrection. And it started with the experience of death, when they would turn off the lights, and you know what would pop on? The overhead projector. Back when that was a thing, it was the old, you know, put the old clear thing right on it, and we had all these overhead projectors, and I remember Miss Helen Jackson projecting these Bible verses onto the screen in classic mid-80s block font letters, and she would ultimately lecture for some, for some time on the Bible. I wouldn't even hazard a guess how long we sat and listened to her biblical exposition But to a child, it really didn't matter. It might as well have been our entire summer every day. So we had this experience of going into the dark. But then we would get this little experience of resurrection where they turn the lights back on. And we might sing, you know, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart or something like that. And be like, all right, we're finally getting out of here. And I'm like, wait a second, is this jail or is this Bible school? But anyway, we're like, we're finally getting out of here. The lights are back on. 
And it felt like salvation. We're like, all right, we're almost done. And then they would line us back up and they parade us back outside. But then that experience of resurrection was somewhat short-lived because then we had to all stand in line waiting for our parents to come. Yes, in the mid-July heat. But then we had this experience of ascension when it was your parents' car who was coming up the hill and coming around. You're like, I am getting out of here. Thanks be to God. But then one year, everything changed. And of all people, it had to be my mother who can't say no to anything. And I don't know if it was her particular way of doing Bible school or if Bible school curriculum kind of changed earlier in the 90s or whatever, but I remember everything was different. And maybe she had the chutzpah to just try something new. And so the way that I remember it and I, you can capture this in a photo. There's a photo. It's hidden in one of my boxes somewhere. We have a picture of my mom standing on this stump outside where our, where our church pavilion was. And she is dressed as a court jester. She had made this hat. It had these big old things coming out with bells on the end. Had this really obnoxious green and blue tie-dyed t-shirt. She was wearing blue sweatpants. And at the time, I was hoping that we would open up sweatpants as acceptable church attire. That never quite materialized. But she was at least able to get away with it during Bible school. And she's making this goofy grin. And that really encapsulated what Bible school had become. It was really much more about having a good time. It really was about, you know, being loud and fun and, and if, if you'll permit me for a second, letting kids be maybe more kids. And I remember that VBS being full of games and snacks and we were stuffing our faces and it was full of relay races, which I hated as a kid because I was slightly athletic and I really hated having to hope that my teammate would be able to get the egg from one end of the relay race down to the other. That always used to drive me nuts. Just give me the egg, I'll run it down for you. But it was different and it changed. So let's, and that change was a fine thing. And I still experience Bible school in that way. We're still doing Bible school with this idea of let's have some fun. Let's loosen up. It's summer for crying out loud. Now let's be clear. There were things about both that I really couldn't stand. I really didn't enjoy being lectured. And I really didn't enjoy those silly relay games. But here's what I do remember about both experiences of Bible school. Without getting down into details, because I don't remember stories, I don't remember my mind kind of being blown and going, wow, I never heard it like that before. But I do know that I learned something about God's love. I do know that I learned something about God's activity in the world. I learned something about the remarkable life of Jesus, and it was from that young age that I was fascinated with Jesus, and you can draw a straight line from that to what we're doing here this morning. And I remember that I learned that from both people. I learned that from Helen Jackson and I learned that from Ruth Chamberlain. Very different ways of being, but they taught me something. I remember Helen's very focused teaching, and that still matters to me today. I remember my mother's irascible enthusiasm, and that still matters to me today. Both made a contribution to who I am today, and I remember them both with the exact same clarity. I remember my game leaders who regularly demonstrated remarkable patience as they'd have to keep me from crying because we lost another relay. I remember another friend who's still with us today, thanks be to God. His name is Mr. Bill Tilgman. He came to me one year. I was about 13 years old, and he said, Sam, I want you to help me teach my VBS class this year. And I was given my very first opportunity to be apprenticed in the work of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. 
Friends, the story that I hope you hear from me is that the gospel, yes, comes to us in the words of Scripture, and it comes to us in these things for sure. But let's be real. The way the gospel changes us is through people. And it comes to us in a variety of people, in a variety of ways. Our job as we set out to do Bible school is not to create the message. We're not trying to talk anybody into anything. The good news is given to us. We are, we are simply recipients of it, and it's simply our job to hand it down to those who will come after us. The call for us, the call for the workers, is to do the best work we can in the place where we find ourselves, to do all that we can to transmit the good news of Jesus Christ to those who come after us. Showing up as ourselves, not trying to be something we're not, not trying to be something we think will be effective, but simply being ourselves, ready with a message of God's love, and to share that message with as best we can, with as much love and care as we can muster. That's what Bible school's about. Yes, Bible school would still be effective doing that if we decided to pull the transparencies out from the, out from the basement now. People would look at us funny, but boy, that would be totally 80s. But we could do it. And you know what? It would still change somebody's life if we show up as ourselves and put our heart into that work. Now, here's the thing. VBS, folks, is changing again and may never be quite the way that we remember it. Suddenly, and without our choosing to do so, we're all a part of a Bible school that now needs to go online. It's going to be different. It's weird. I know our teachers and our leaders, spiritual formation has really worked very, very hard. My, I come back from vacation. My inbox is full of emails trying to sort out what does it look like to do Bible school now? How do we figure this out? And VBS still isn't going to turn on a wise Bible teacher. It's not going to turn on a charismatic personality or a small group of leaders. In the same way, VBS isn't going to operate quite the way it used to in sort of a centralized and programmatized way. VBS this year is going to look more like all of us in our backyards and kitchen tables and living rooms. We're going to do it more in our swim trunks than in church attire. And surely that creates some concern for us. Doesn't a successful VBS require all these things? Doesn't, don't we have to have it in some kind of way that makes sense to us? Surely those who followed Christ would have felt the same way as they were sent into the world to do their work. Jesus comes to this group of 70 and he says, I'm sending you out into the world. We don't know any of their names. We don't have any idea who they are. We don't know their personalities. We don't know their giftedness. All we know is they were following Jesus around. But Jesus doesn't necessarily go himself. Jesus doesn't send the 12 apostles, those who were really good at this stuff. No, 70 folks of varying backgrounds, varying cares, varying stories. And Jesus calms then, and he says, pray, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send workers into the field. And you know what? He reminds them, this is what, this is what I ask you to pray for. I'm sending the workers into the field. You are the workers. Yes, you as you are. And here we find ourselves being sent into a much wider understanding of our world as we go online and we do this in different ways. Friends, in this way, the scripture reminds us that as we have prayed as a church, Lord, reach our kids as we pray, Lord, let the gospel go forth. We, are, we can be the answer to our own prayers. But we don't have to be super special to do it. You don't have to be a particularly good Bible school leader to do it. You don't have to wear a jester hat and you don't have to have a PhD. The gospel is the gospel. 
The stories speak for themselves. God's spirit is going to spirit. All we are called to do as a church is to show up with that simple message of peace, all for healing and share good news. The title of my sermon, which I saved to the end, is The Danger of Bible School. Friends, the danger of Bible school is that we might forget that we are the embodiment of the gospel. Not our, not our knowledge, not anything that we think is valuable. The gospel comes through you and me, through us. Not the leaders, not the curriculum, not the songs. There's no good 80s song for the gospel anyway. That's a joke. The gospel comes in us. What changes lives is people like you and me showing up with love and communicating God's love as God gives us grace. If we run away from that, if we're scared to have some foot to provide something to Bible school, we'll miss an opportunity to be the gospel for somebody else. So I invite you to be in prayer as we turn, as we get ready to rock and roll on Bible school. I invite you to seek a way that you can contribute what you've got and no, that doesn't mean that everybody's got to be a teacher. It doesn't mean everybody needs to be sitting down with a kid. But we can all contribute something. And if you're concerned or unsure, does God really want me to help out? Well, that's what this table's all about. Jesus says, this is my body. This is my blood. This is myself. Christ isn't sending us into the world, leaning on our own abilities. He says, I'm there with you. He says, I am in you. And like this bread, we are gathered, blessed, broken, and given out to the world. So friends, however we interact with Bible school, however we act with the ministry that we do as a community, we go not alone, not on our own strength. We go with Christ's strength. We go with Christ's purpose. And there we find Christ's constant presence in an ever-changing world. And so friends, in Bible school, though it continues to change and things will continue to change, Reminder, the gospel's the gospel. We got this. And just one thing, one contribution may change the life of somebody forever. Go with God's peace to do the work of Bible school and all the work God has called us to do.